title of today's message is, He Rose to Rescue. Let's pray. Lord, as we look at your word this morning, speak to our hearts and challenge us to move from where we are to where you would have us be in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I got to figure out, am I going to need my glasses or am I not going to need my glasses? Uh, I just have to look at the page three times and it'll tell me <laughs> if the words are moving or not. Okay. If you go back with me in time about 2,000 years ago and then go back three more days, you will find three men outside of Jerusalem, all of who have been nailed to a cross. And they are all suffering a very slow and painful death from a loss of blood, dehydration, and asphyxiation. One of the three that was there was named Jesus. The other two men were criminals who had been justly condemned, and they were suffering their penalty by the Roman government. Now, Jesus claimed to be the Son of God, who had come to save people from their sins. Now, sins are nothing more than the mistakes and the wrongdoings that we have done in our lives. How many of you out there are acquainted with sin besides me? Now, many people didn't want anything to do with Jesus because he told them, in order to get right with God, you've got to make a change in your life. And they told him, Jesus, we don't need you and we don't need to change. So they hated on him, came up with some false charges, paid witnesses to lie about what it was Jesus had said, and within 24 hours... Jesus had gone through three trials. Now, how I many of you know that? That was a mighty moving fast trials. Three trials and was found guilty and condemned to die by the cru- by crucifixion, which is nailing your body to the cross and hanging upon it. Now, Jesus was on the cross practically all day that day. And from nine in the morning... The people looked at him and they laughed at him and they sneered at him and they made fun of him. They said, if you are the Son of God, come down from that cross so that we might believe. Others looked at him and said, he saved others, but he cannot save himself. And so there was one guy, one of the thieves looked at him and said, save yourself and save us as well. And so they sneered and they made fun of him. And, and, and just laughed at him. But then at 12 o'clock, say 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, the scripture says, the sun went black. And darkness came upon the land for three hours. How many of you know you might have got scared if it, the, the sun went black for that long in the middle of the day? And so some people were beginning to wonder, well, wait a minute. Is it possible that we had made a mistake? Now, at the end of around 3 o'clock, the sun reappeared and Jesus cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, Jesus, the Son of God, felt all alone, for God the Father could not embrace Jesus while our sins were upon Jesus and we were He was paying the penalty for our sins. But when the sun reappeared, Jesus was able to say, It is finished. Father, 
Into thy hands I commit my spirit. And Jesus died with an awesome amount of power at his disposal. You see, the moment when Jesus died inside the temple, they had this huge curtain which separated the holy place from the regular place. And this massive curtain, it just ripped by itself right down from top to bottom. And not only that, all of a sudden, all of Jerusalem started to shake with an earthquake. And the scripture says some of the tombs were opened up and some of the dead saints got up and went into Jerusalem to see their people. Now can you imagine you done buried your mama on Thursday and on Friday she comes knocking on the door saying, I don't know who woke me up, but somebody woke me up. Can you imagine what that would have been like? Well, that happened to some of the people there that day. Now for the disciples... This was a very discouraging time in their lives. They had hoped that Jesus was going to be with them for the rest of their lives. And there they were putting him away in a tomb. They didn't know that Jesus had died in order so that they could be with Jesus forever. You see, three days later, there was another earthquake. The first earthquake announced that Jesus was dying. The second earthquake announced that Jesus had been victorious over death and that He was coming back. You see, when we die and we lay there, we're just going to lay there. We're waiting for the trumpet call of God to know it's time to get up. Not Jesus. When Jesus died, Jesus got busy because it said He then went into Hades preached the gospel there in Hades, set the captives free there in Hades, let death know you have no control over me. And so while death was trying to hold him down, Jesus just kept on moving, just kept on moving, caused the whole earth to be stirred up. Death couldn't hold Jesus, and because we've got faith in Jesus Christ, death is not going to be able to, to hold us. By Jesus rising from the dead, He proved that He was the Son of God. He proved that He could give life to anybody He wanted to. You see, that's why He said in John eleven twenty five and 26, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in Me, even though He were dead, yet shall He Live and whoever believes in me shall never, never die. Now we've been back there 2,000 years ago. I want us to get on a plane and come back in time to today so that I can explain this story to you in today's, con- today's context. Now all of us here has a dream inside of us of some kind. Anybody got something you hoping one day is going to happen? You hoping that one day this thing is going to happen? So we all have a dream somewhere inside of us. Now imagine for a moment that the, the biggest spotlight day of your life is about to come. And you are looking forward to it. I want you to meet Natalie Gilbert. She's a young woman with an awesome, beautiful voice. 
She had been the winner of a national contest sponsored by Toyota called Get the Feeling of a Star. And she was going to be on national TV singing the Star Spangled Banner at one of the 2003 NBA playoff games. Now, if you were a singer, can you imagine what that opportunity would mean? National TV. Everybody's going to get to hear your voice. Suppose they call y'all to sing at the Cavaliers' final basketball game in the NBA Finals. Just before we finally win it all. Pretty big spot. Eyes of the nation are upon her. Let's watch what happened with Natalie. And now to honor America and salute the men and women serving our country with our national anthem. Please welcome, as voted by you, the fans, our winner of the Toyota Get the Feeling of a Star promotion, Natalie Gilbert. what happened to her to happen to her. She had practiced and sung. She had sung and practiced. She could have sung that song in her sleep. But my friends, no matter how well we try to prepare for this life, there are some things that are going to happen that are just beyond our control. It might seem like just when we are getting ourselves together, things start falling to pieces. Our grades go down and we're no longer eligible to play sports. We get the notice from our job that in two weeks the job is going to get over, be over with. We find out when we thought we were going to get probation that we ended up getting jail time. We get the news of being pregnant. We find out that our spouse has decided to 
leave us for somebody else. We discover we have a serious disease or illness or somebody we love suddenly dies and we're just kind of lost through it all. And like Natalie, we see our dream crumbling and turning into a nightmare. And one of the things we will sometimes discover in our loss is how quickly people will forget our pain. Now the moment she forgot her lines, how many of you started to laugh or giggle inside? Or say, what's wrong with that girl? Everybody ought to know the Star Spangled Banner. But can you imagine how lonely and isolated she must have felt when the crowd started to rise up with their disgust? Members of the crowd, just like us, have forgotten that we have had some failures in our lives. Amen? And that there were some times when we needed some help from somebody else. Amen? Who are we to put down others and laugh at their mistakes and their pains? Why is it that we sometimes lack the very compassion that we want others to show to us? You see, Natalie was making a sacrifice just to attempt to sing that song in that she had spent the whole day in bed with the flu. But she was determined to give her best. She's just a 13-year-old girl in the 8th grade trying to do her best despite the flu. Sometimes I want you to know, even when we're trying hard, it's not going to be enough. In the midst of the crowd's rousing disapproval from the crowd... Somebody rose up to rescue Natalie to come alongside of her to get her through this period. NBA coach Morris Cheeks of the then Portland Trailblazers was able to do what Jesus wants to do for you. When you find yourself down and out, discouraged, embarrassed, Coach Cheeks rose up and went to Natalie's rescue. I want you to notice that he didn't do it with a lot of fanfare. He didn't do it to make a scene. He didn't do it for others to say, Oh, what a great person Coach Cheeks is. He did it because he saw someone in need. I want you to know, I don't care what you've done today. I want you to know that you have already been chosen by God to be a part of the family of God. But God is waiting for you to realize that you need some help. You see, if Coach Cheeks had gone over to Natalie while she was singing the song perfectly, Natalie would have probably been very upset that he was still in her moment of glory. She probably would have said, I don't need you. And that's where some of us are today. We are saying to God, I don't need you. I can handle this thing called life all by myself. But my friends, I want you to know it's a deception to think you do not need God. For which of us can honestly say what is going to happen to us in 2012? 
Which one of us can say there's not a cancer somewhere growing inside of our body that's going to show up before this year is over? Which one of us can say there's not something growing in another member of our family's body when we recognize there is nothing at all that we can do about it? Which one of us can say there's not a car that's got my name on it that's when I'm walking across the street and it's coming at 90 miles an hour and I don't have time to move? Why do we think it's all the other person that that might happen to. How many of you know it could happen to just like any one of us, just like it could happen to anybody else? Ecclesiastes chapter 4, we read where it said, it is good to have someone come alongside of you when you stumble and fall down. Remember when you fall that Jesus rose to rescue you. He sees you now and He will see you then. I want you to remember how when Coach Cheeks came over, he didn't try to take over. He didn't try to grab the microphone and say, Girl, let me show you how to sing this song. He didn't ask her, How come you didn't practice more? How come you didn't get ready better? He met her where she was in her life. He didn't try to get her to start the song over. He picked up right where she was and he started to give her the words to sing. And when she tried to put down the microphone and give up, he just lifted it right back up to her mouth. He knew that it was not the time to call it quits. My friends, Jesus rose up to let us know it may be rough, it may be dark, it may be hard, but it's not the time to quit. God is not through with us yet. God still knows how to turn our circumstances into victory. Because Jesus tells us, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdens. you got problems, you got a heartache, you got difficult circumstances. He says, Come to me and I will give you rest. He doesn't care what other people are thinking about you. He doesn't care what other people are thinking about Him. He comes to be with you during those moments of crisis. And God wants you to use the gifts in your crisis to help you get out of your crisis. God is not nearly as concerned with where it is you've been as He is where it is you are right now. And where it is you're going to be tomorrow. Coach Cheeks helped Natalie to discover something within herself that she thought she no longer possessed. You see, she had lost her faith. She had lost her confidence. She didn't think she was going to be able to make it through that night. I know if I had been her, I would have just wanted to close my eyes and disappear and show up somewhere else. Amen? But Coach Cheeks was going to stay with her as long as she needed him. And he fed as many words to her as she needed to get through this. You see, he had the insight to see this could be a turning point in this young lady's life. Either for the better or for the worse. How she handled this moment was going to determine how other people treated her for the rest of her life. 
And to show you how God can take something that looks like a complete disaster and turn it into something good, not only did she get to sing here at this NBA, after this mess up, everybody on the Tonight Show, the uh, Today Show, all of them called her up to come be on the show, explain what happened, and sing the song once again for them. So even in your darkest moment, God can take that, multiply it in ways you never even thought possible. You see, when Jesus looks at us, He sees us for what not what we are, but for what we can be in Him. He knows what we can do. You see, right now, some of you are great leaders and you don't even know it. Some of you are great husbands, great wives, you don't even know it. Some of you are called to preach the gospel, you don't even know it. Some of you got college degrees, doctor degrees inside of you and you don't even know it because you're just looking at what it is right now instead of believing God for what tomorrow could be. God has placed something inside of you to get you beyond where you are. But you got to start using what He's placed there. Start following His directions. Listen to the words that He's speaking to your heart. Jesus rose to rescue you to get you through your present crisis. Natalie thought it was all over. She didn't know Coach Cheats had risen to help her. She didn't even know who Coach Cheats was. You see, she didn't get to choose who was going to come over and help her. And you see, the amazing thing about God is that God sees you in your need before you see God moving in your direction. You all be here crying out, oh, I'm all by myself. Oh, this and all that. And God is trying to move to you all the time. And every time He moves, you done took another step further away. And God's just trying to get to you. God knows where you are. He has already risen to help you out. Jesus says, you have not chosen me, but I chose you. We like to talk about I found God. God's never been lost. God finally found us. Coach Cheeks didn't have to get up. He didn't have to rise. You see, he had no connection with Natalie. He didn't have the slightest idea who Natalie was. Jesus, on the other hand, is moved by a love for you. For He created you and gave you life. You know, you was in the race of your life and didn't even know it. Because when you were inside your mother, there was millions of other sperm trying to get to that egg first. You had to win the lottery big time in order to be in church this morning. And the only reason you won was because God said... That sperm right there. The rest of y'all may as well move out the way. That's the one that's going to make it. And because God said you was going to make it, that's the only reason you sitting here today. If I'm wrong, how many of y'all remember saying move sperm, move? That, that, that's my age. Not a single one of us. God did it. The scripture says we love God because He first loved us. Now, by the time Coach Cheeks and Natalie were in full partnership with each other, the whole stadium had become a cheering section for Natalie. 
As he walked away from her, he said, Don't worry, kid. Everyone has a bad game every once in a while. Is there anybody here besides me that done had a few bad games in their lives? You see, we are going to have some bad days. You know, when Natalie first started to stumble, she started to look up in the stands. And somebody asked her, well, Natalie, what were you looking for? She said, I was looking for my dad. You see, there was a dad up there in those stands who was probably looking at his daughter, wanting to do whatever he could to get to her, but he couldn't. But I want you to know, no matter what we are going through, there is a Heavenly Father looking to get to us. And there is nothing on this earth that can keep Him away from meeting us at our point of need. You see, Jesus rises up not only to rescue us from problems in this life, but He's going to rise up to rescue us on the other side of life. Because just as sure as Jesus died, everybody here one day is going to die. Unless Jesus comes and you get caught up in the rapture, you are going to die. I am going to die. We can color our hair. We can do uh, facial tucks, this tuck, that tuck. We can look good. But the years are still there. And eventually we are going to die. And the scripture says that when we do, all of us will go before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account for what we have done. And when we stand and the Lamb's book of life or the book of deeds are open and they start saying what we did, when we did it, the only thing our mouths are going to say is guilty, guilty, guilty. And when we see the enormity of our sins, the Scripture says we are to be prepared to be cast into the lake of fire which was prepared for the devil and his angels. You see, hell was never prepared for people. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. But if we live apart from God and say we want nothing to do with you now, God just says, Okay, but you won't have anything to do with me then. Now here's the good news. If you are a Christian and you stand in there and you done heard the word guilty, 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 before they can lead you off. Scripture tells me there is one that is seated at the right hand of the Father. And when they pronounce guilty, he's going to rise up. He's going to walk over. He's going to say, this one is mine. I already paid the price. This one is mine. And all of heaven is going to start clapping just like you clapping right now because you are going to be in the kingdom of God forever and ever and ever and ever.
All because Jesus is going to rise up for you. Amen. I want us to watch this same clip one more time. But this time I want you to imagine you are Natalie and what it feels like to have somebody come put their shoulder or their hand on your shoulder. And now to honor America and salute the men and women serving our country with our national anthem. Please welcome, as voted by you the fans, our winner of the Toyota Get the Feeling of a Star promotion, Natalie Gilbert. it makes when we have a different perspective of looking at the same clip, same situation. I want you to notice that Easter is about rising from the dead. When Jesus rose from the dead, he equipped all of his followers with power. You see, Jesus is calling each one of you to also be a coach cheeks. He's got you where he's got you, on your job, on your fa- in your family, at school. So that when you see somebody in need, like Coach Cheeks, the rest of the crowd may be laughing, the rest of them may be putting them down. you brave enough to go over there, put your arm around them, give them some encouragement to get them through that situation. So we should see ourselves not as sometimes slipping. We also need to see ourselves as that person that God has called to encourage and build up someone else. If you listen real closely, you would have heard 
Coach Cheek's voice was nowhere near as beautiful as hers was. But without his support, she couldn't have done what she did. Sometimes God calls us to be in the background, encouraging, supporting somewhere else. Your role is important. After all we say in our purpose statement, our purpose is to make a difference in the lives of others. Let's pray. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Lord, we thank you for this Easter Sunday. We thank you that Jesus not only rose up, he rose up to come alongside of us to help us in our struggles, in our difficulty, in our pain. We thank you, God, that you loved us enough to make Good Friday possible, but you were powerful enough to make the resurrection a reality. Lord, if there's one here today that doesn't know how much you love them and how much you care about them, just shower them with your love this day that they might know the joy of what it is to be a follower of Christ. For that person that needs to come back home, just draw them unto yourself as well. And for that one that's looking for a church to call home, let them know we'll help them to grow in Christ and we'll love them in the process. In Jesus' name, amen.